Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my fellow trans-dimensional beings, Beaches, Lumberdor, and Doug. This episode will focus on superheroes and some of the tropes that we enjoy or are maybe getting a little old <laughs> and, and might need an update. So we've had a quite a bit of superhero content recently <laughs> it's practically forever until our next marvel thing so i don't know what you're talking about oh well, we just had the falcon and the winter soldier wrap up there was that we have invincible wrapping up there was wandavision mm -hmm. and they're building towards more more stuff like that uh the the snyder thing oh uh, yeah <laughs> snyder the cut the four-hour Snyder excess. But the studio executives swore did not exist. I, just, I don't know if I <laughs> if I just end up hating myself for. <laughs> so is the idea that that they they want so bad to move away from that that they're threatening their employees? There, there's a gag order, right? Something about like that. That's, that, that's about what it, it seems to be anyway. The rumors abound. A healthy work environment. <laughs> mm -hmm. and shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Very shocking. But with all the superhero stuff, I thought that it would be interesting to discuss some of the tropes that are so prevalent. Have any of you watched The Boys? Um, no. I have, I have not read those, but I have I've watched seen a few all episodes. Yeah. Same. I haven't read any of it, but I've watched all the episodes. And with Invincible, I haven't read any of it, but I've watched all the episodes so far. And that's been picked up for another two seasons now. Yeah, so. that's all awesome. that is. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited for season. that. You know, another okay. another one that that plays with tropes a lot is the tick. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> the new tick. That's one tick, that we could definitely uh, pull in. Was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, they did oh, so great yes. with it. I thought. And I think we uh, all watched that. Am I correct on that? Jackie Earl Haley is uh, the terror. Is just fantastic. Oh man, that scene <laughs> where he's like playing the drums. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't pronounce the guy's name that they cast as the tick, but he's brilliant also. Apparently oh, yeah. he does a lot of voice acting and he's just, I thought he was so good. So of course it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The tick always shows up, is excellent, and then is canceled. That's, that's what he does. I was looking forward to more Danger Boat. <laughs> yes, Danger Boat. <laughs> Falling in love with Arthur. There's something to be said for things being canceled before they're ruined, though. That's true. You know, at least I have no bad memories of the cartoon mm. or the series, yes. I think that the cult following around Firefly is a large part due to that it was canceled. Can you imagine all the terrible things we'd be hearing from behind the scenes now if Firefly <laughs> had gone on? <laughs> had gone on for 10 seasons or so. <laughs> Die a hero or you long, live long enough to become the villain. Isn't that the... I watched a show recently um, that I really enjoyed. It doesn't seem to be reviewed very highly. The Nevers. I, I just saw the first episode and I was I was getting into it, enjoying it. And then it ended and uh, the credits roll. And it's, uh, I think, written and directed by Joss Whedon. And I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> really? <laughs> this won't go well. <laughs> Alan Tudyk has some new show as well where he's like an alien, I believe. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't watched it though. Uh, what's his name? Gina Torres has done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nathan Fillion, also Alan Tudyk, Marina Bakarin. Bakarin, yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, nice. Which Nathan Fillion was a superhero of sorts in uh, where he was Captain Hammer in uh, Doctor Horrible as well. <laughs> Captain Hammer. He's also voiced the Green Lantern. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, how Jordan? That. That's good. With something like Invincible, where it is a satire, and I think that that the boys also is a as a satire on those tropes for the most part. Pretend I don't know anything about Invincible and tell me what it is. <laughs> okay, well, it will sound super generic if I explain it to you. Oh, go go super generic. <laughs> the whole premise of of the show and the and the series is very generic, where you have where you have a teenage boy whose father is a superhero and and he's waiting to get his powers. <laughs> yeah. And it's very much, it's a different take on Superman, really. Mm-hmm. It, at least the first big story beat is all around a very different take on Superman. Is that very like generic premise <laughs> part of it? Yes. Yes. Because um, I, I have to admit what, what I've seen as far as like uh, footage on the internet, it kind of strikes me as just a, a standard DC animated thing. Yep. <laughs> that, is, that, vibe. that is the premise of it that's it, the premise it, it, but it goes a very different direction yes sure. and it, even in the first episode it just takes a sharp left turn yeah and mm-hmm. everything goes pear-shaped and that's that's kind of the <laughs> they go for it like they really compress down some of the storylines from the book i've only read the first like 47 issues but yeah that's that's one of the big that was a big I was surprised they did that in the first episode but the superman character is called omni-man and he is an an alien from another planet Viltrum. He's come to earth and becomes earth's protector and no there's Although, there's a justice league-esque group mm-hmm. there's a villains or plays when he was style character there. Uh, there oh yeah yeah he he came to earth when he was older so it wasn't like he was okay raised, i thought so just from what i've watched so far mm-hmm. yeah, but, he, yeah he came as an adult he falls in love with an earth lady and they have a kid and and that is the main protagonist of the of the series is mark grayson mark. also known as invincible voiced by not. steven yuen the messenger. yeah and, yeah, and the, the, the walking the, the, the casting awesome. is fantastic yeah the jk simmons as Omni Man and uh, uh, Mark Hamill plays the the costume tailor, <laughs> the, oh, the, yeah. the, the suit maker. Yes, um, Zachary Quinto's the bot. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He's perfect He's robot the guy that does some of the um, uh, Shredder voices. I think is um, oh, I can't think of the character. Oh, the the Muller twins. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's They're as far great. as I've gotten with. The, you're the clone. guys showed up the clone? yeah <laughs> but but yeah you, you have great things like like that so so take the Mueller twins which is the the first sort of real threatening i don't i don't know if they're aliens or mutants or, or what but a but guy and his clone but basically. they've cloned each other you know so many times and they don't know who's the original and who's the clone anymore <laughs> so they argue constantly about who's the oldest mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and who good. should be in charge <laughs> or even just the the um, you know, and it plays out in the cartoon a little different, but the the first invasion you get from like the interdimensional portal. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like everything around that is like 
totally poking fun at the multiple dimensions and yeah breaking the laws of physics and entering another universe where you don't belong and it's it's played to be funny you know and i I like that uh with those what i've seen of those so far like they they uh each time they come back you know the timing is different so they're older and they their technology is advanced Uh uh-huh and like his son is his son was all worried about him getting in another dimension after going after those guys and his mom was just like it's just a tuesday don't worry about it kid. (laughs) dad's gonna do what he's gonna do and then there's the the government agency that kind of Mm -hmm. oversees everything Uh, cecil the shield group yes Mm -hmm. that make a lot more jokes so he can tell yeah there's there's a hellboy like character the uh oh yes damien dark name yeah. yeah the the demon detective <laughs> yes with with C- like a thing like with cecil like using government technology i want to say i remember in the book i haven't read this for like eight years but they kept making jokes about how much it cost for him to teleport and he'd do it all the time <laughs> so you know it was full of a lot there's even more jokes like in the book about it. an organization like shield would be like so colossally expensive to all of us peons yeah. <laughs> Working at McDonald's or whatever we're doing. So they even play the humor up more. There's a part in the series where their main defensive or offensive satellite is destroyed while yep. while trying to, to hurt this character. And <laughs> that's a $400 billion nosebleed. <laughs> there are like like a Teen Titans kind of superhero group. Have like you we were ever saying before. Question. Mm-hmm. question. So we talk about the ridiculously overpowered like Superman kind of, you know, and it's good that he's benevolent. Have you guys ever looked at the red sun stuff where it's like, if he was raised in communist Russia? Yes. Uh, I have never checked that out. Is it any good? What do you think? um, Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's I, I I do like, like those kind of what if scenarios and, and yeah, all those what if comics are fantastic. Yeah, like instead of being raised by wholesome people on the farm out in Kansas, it's like you were forged by the Iron Hammer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> with the boys, they also have they also play around with stuff like that too. Um, with Homelander as oh, the gosh, Superman who's character. Who's the guy that's the Aquaman guy? The Deep. It- yes. <laughs> oh, the stuff but- with him and his gills and. <laughs> yeah going to therapy it's pretty amazing some of the superhero stuff i love is from um the latest lego batman movie to where uh, there was that pairing of superman and uh aquaman no green lantern and he just kept following superman around and just annoying the heck out of him oh yeah (laughs) hey guys what's going on (laughs) Uh, oh no got stuck on stuck on you (laughs) The stuff too with uh, Batman like throwing his battering and he like throws 20, do- th- 20 of them and finally hits. And it's like, all right, first try. Yeah. Nailed it. That one's pretty good at playing around with some of the tropes as well. Um, and Will Arnett does a great job with the voice of He's great. Lego Batman. Oh man, he, <laughs> he is really a is. great Batman. <laughs> uh, and then now it seems like Michael Keaton will be reprising the role for Batman. What? Now that is that part of the Flash thing, series, or is that a Batman actual Batman movie thing? I can't remember. Um, I think it's part of the uh, part of the Flash. Okay, that's what I thought. No way! I didn't mm-hmm. know this. So 
DC's success is all about the TV series, huh? The movies are all like, eh. Then the series go on forever. But DC is good at these series, but I think the reason is is they they treat them like uh, soap operas, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's this weird superhero soap opera with these continuing episodes each time where it's little cliffhangers and sort of thing. So, I mean, they found a formula that kind of works since Smallville and they've just stuck with it with a new superhero each, each, each time. They've done that with Arrow and with the flash and now mm-hmm. with Superman and Lois, which, yep. um, Oh, they also, they're also still doing Batwoman for some reason. Like they, they, they yeah. keep renewing seasons for that. Even though nobody watches it, nobody likes it. <laughs> and they've changed the. It's, I've the, tried to watch it. It is so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Ruby Rose, she got out of there. She's like, ah, yeah. no, no, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'd watch oh, some of the birds. So, of so prey you watch it, you're like, that that's series. why she left. Is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. That was that was. It is too bad. absolute trash. I haven't it watched. It is such a garbage movies. series, and so I was just, nope. I'm, I'm done. Now I watched the new Swamp Thing series and I enjoyed it until it got to the end to where they like finally made the storyline decent and then it just ended. Like I, oh, I wanted to see I didn't continuation know there was a Swamp of it. Thing series anyway. Yeah, and it was Super it was only one list. season, yeah, well, but they well, still followed that same kind of uh I'd say uh, plot. Was that a, a CW thing too? I think so. I think it was CW. Most of those DC things are and um, they're doing a reimagining of Kung Fu, the CW. Are they really? You come for Kwai Chang King, you come too far. CW. I thought there was supposed Back to be a off. Hong Kong Fooey movie. Whatever happened to that? It's like the Powerpuff Girls. Kung yeah, they do the Powerpuff Girls. Beaches, what are some of your favorite tropes that you enjoy most about the superhero genres? Action figures. <laughs> Action figures. <laughs> Action figures are the best part about any internet intellectual property. <laughs> That's a good answer. I don't know. It depends on the action figure. Some of them are horrible. It definitely does. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. If I can collect a team of action figures based on a show, I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> if, it's met its target audience then. If so I if I can get that shelf going, I don't even have to watch this, the show this, anymore. This, <laughs> <laughs> playtime is is up so tmnt this does it play with any tropes does it that? i don't think it's that, that complicated comic thing it seems fairly trope free to yeah me. yeah and and the the more they they remake it the mm-hmm. more it just sort of dips into its own nostalgia now i didn't pay a lot of attention to the most recent the rise of the ninja turtles which i'd say is is a more modern show than than our uh, the rest of them have been so uh, it it may do some of that, but I I, I have I feel like it does more than any of them uh, really with the rise. Uh, but it's pretty cool. That. The animation is fantastic on it. It's probably as far as like a kids show the closest I've seen to like really decent like anime action fight scenes. They definitely went in a different direction with the animation on that one. It's got a bit is of it, a uh, Teen, is it more Teen Titans go style or. Oh, Teen Titans uh, Go. Well, I'd say humor is Teen Titans Go, but more of an anime style. Mm. This is more so frantic action. That sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I didn't know I'm, what I'm to trying, think I'm at first. I'm trying to picture it because I've, I haven't seen it. 
but I, I really enjoyed it after watching like I don't know first ten episodes or whatever. Like I enjoyed what it was because I didn't know what to think because the reboot was so different, but it it was good for what it was, and the animation was fantastic. Uh, anytime they can do fantastic animation, that's <laughs> that, that's most of the heavy lifting right there. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, as far as as hero tropes go, I've always gravitated towards the the underdog characters or the the antihero characters. I like yeah. I, I like how they play off of each other. So you love uh, so. uh, the new Captain America, <laughs> <laughs> John Walker. Yes, John Walker. Which Captain America? That show wanted you to John hate Walker. that character so much, but mm-hmm. I did not. Actually. I, I kind of liked him, yeah. I especially I, I love the way you know spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But I love the way he, he his character ended there, being offered the new uh, U.S. agent title, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a jerk! Such a you know an an honored, decorated so war hero had I the nerve to serve his country in Afghanistan. <laughs> go in under the edict of the government to take custody of these people and <laughs> it's doing what he's supposed to be doing. It's I, yeah. I can't, I can't dislike him for that. So when you're talking anti-hero, what is a favorite anti-hero of yours? What is a uh, Deadpool probably would be the, nice. the best example okay. or Wolverine to some extent, the Punisher characters along those lines. <laughs> Oh man, Where? have you ever seen that completely insane Punisher movie? Which one? Which one? The Dolph Lundgren one or the uh, uh, the one no. with John Travolta? No, no, the one that came after John Travolta. What was it? Uh, War Zone or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't that even remember one of the most, most of it now. Insane movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. But it says it's like let's cast. Um, it's kind of like a crazy Irish dude as <laughs> Frank Castle. That's great. Who it's who 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 plays Frank Castle? I mean, it's I can't even remember his name. That's the thing. It's uh it's so good. And Jigsaw, you know, man, that movie's insanely violent, but like in a way that's just over the top and hilarious instead of disturbing. So, isn't that all we want? <laughs> from our Frank Castle movies. I think so. See, I'm like a Daredevil guy. I really like Daredevil. Daredevil is really cool. I like Daredevil because he subverts tropes, you know. Like that series was also really well done. He's a superhero, but he's blind. <laughs> he's yeah, blind. that's probably one of my favorite superhero series was Daredevil. You no, know, you know, but then they take it even a step further where in his civilian life, he's a lawyer. It's mm-hmm. like I too enjoyed Ben conflict. Affleck. Not him, no. Let's just throw him out. <laughs> I actually did like that movie. <laughs> Random guy. Now the dude that played his friend was um I believe Fulton from the Mighty Ducks. From the Mighty Ducks, yeah. Movie. yeah. Yes. I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. Yep. Holy crap. <laughs> Once I realized, I think it was about episode 2 I realized I was like that dude is from the Mighty Ducks. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of But then of the I Mighty was Ducks, like you were you were a series. lot tougher in the Mighty Ducks, Fulton. Come on. Well, the the new series is is really entertaining, and this this latest episode they had a reunion of of some of the original cast coming. Nice. Out. And so they they have Fulton and uh, 
Averman and Averman, <laughs> Jav Charlie. Oh no, they they didn't. Oh. oh, the the fight choreography that they have in that is is excellent. In the Mighty Ducks. No, in Daredevil. Daredevil. Sorry. Oh. Hall, well, I didn't know if you're talking about fight. the animated series. I was like, I like the fighting in the Mighty Ducks. It's the first series. season, the fight in the hallway where they filmed okay. it so it looked like one continual shot. That encapsulates yeah. so much of like Daredevil to me. It's it like really Scooby-Doo about, hallways, but violent. <laughs> it's all about his tenacity, though. It's about that he won't he won't give up. Yeah, he just doesn't quit. It's awesome. It's like, nope, I'm going to do this. It's so good. Yes, but have you seen Old Boy? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> old Boy is a whole other discussion. <laughs> if, uh, if, you, if you thought the casting of uh, Olsen and uh, Kick-Ass was weird, <laughs> after them playing a couple in uh, uh, the Godzilla movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They were Olsen and Thanos after old boy. <laughs> it's, that takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or down. Maybe it's down to a different level. Down, probably. <laughs> down. Yeah. Wrong I direction. would think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I threw out Daredevil. Soltis threw out a little Deadpool. What else we got? I like goofy superheroes, like, um, like especially like cartoon ones like uh, Super Ted and Darkwing Duck and stuff like that. But even like um, you had mentioned the Tick, I like the Tick. Batman Well, I love the tick. <laughs> Batman Well. I don't know. I just I've, I it's probably so just good. my love of cartoons, but I'm uh, I'm always drawn towards those. Now for like I'd say actual kind of superhero stuff, I I lean towards antiheroes, um, probably because of just my love of wrestling and just the heel characters always make the story interesting if they're really good <laughs> and they drive, they drive whatever the storyline forward nice. and you love to hate them, but you end up loving them because they're so either horrible or they're great. One or the other, but they're always misguided <laughs> <laughs> beaches. I guess I just kind of like, like when we had discussed ghostbusters and I mentioned Winston being my favorite of the four, I like the sort of the everyman type. So mm-hmm. Hellboy has always been a favorite of mine. The oh, way he's man. written is almost yeah. like a plumber. Great choice. <laughs> yes. More so oh, than, that's than right. Mario in the Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> or even the games. <laughs> Hellboy is an excellent choice. I, I, that's probably why I'm going to prefer, say, the MCU characters to the, uh, the DC characters. They're, they tend to be a bit more grounded. And like within the MCU, I like the way Ant-Man has almost been portrayed as like a fan of the Avengers, even though he's worked with them. <laughs> yeah. he, and he completely fanboys out when... He... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, those kind of individual, like every man, but they're kind of like these superhero type characters like, um, like Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones and um, Nathan Drake and Uncharted. You've got these really adventurous type people but they're just relying on their own skill set to kind of get by and, and carry the story as well like hawkeye mm-hmm. i guess you know he, he he's not he's not a billionaire he doesn't have any yeah. superpowers <laughs> oh yeah hawkeye's a, a great example green arrow too i love green arrow but he does hawkeye have a, a bit of a uh trust fund at times oh, that latest hawkeye line. series where it's like talking about not only does he have superpowers he has 
a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's so smart. That throws a glass. Uh, it's so clever. <laughs> oh, was it? Was it with his team up with Deadpool when he shoots the the Hulk smash glove? <laughs> oh yes, yes, that. I think so. <laughs> Have any of you watched any of the animated DC superhero movies, especially the more recent ones, after the, the new the, after the, the new Fifty Two? I've mm-hmm. watched a lot of the Batman ones, um, like the ones based on the um, the Frank Miller comics were fantastic. Robocop um, is the voice of old Batman. Yeah, that, that was great. And then I've watched I've watched some of the, like the crossover ones, like with the. Uh, the Batman and TMNT and I watched a uh, hush. Oh, was that one good? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was quite good. Hush is excellent. Uh, the, the John Constantine uh, animated Ooh, movies are also, out. also really to. good too. Actually, I really from what Kombat I've seen, animated I feel like a lot of the animated DC movies and is are stronger than the oh, uh, so live action yeah. movies. They actually they are. Lot, they, yeah. <laughs> they hit a lot better story points in relating to the characters and whatever their origins are or what happens in the comics. And they I feel like because they're not as public and like dependent on studio money probably that they don't have as much input from it's a little more freedom. That, yeah. That, yeah, they had that creative freedom that maybe some of the big budget studio movies don't get to actually get things right. They get tested to death. Yeah. <laughs> because when you do a test screening on an animated movie, well, we already animated it. So, but this <laughs> is for children. This is for children. Who cares? Because that's how all animation is in the U.S. Unfortunately, except Invincible, it's it's breaking through, and it's it's one too from what I've watched that has. It's a longer time um, animated show. It's like, I think, 45 minutes, which is yeah. like highly unusual for an animated show, especially something yeah, more serious point. like that. Uh, Six episodes there's a each lot of work that goes into that. that. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, for the actual animation, but also all the really cool effects and all the, all the blood splatters and things. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's plenty of that. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. <laughs>